0: Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no-fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more let's shine together. Now, before we get into today's topic, I wanted to share my free resource with you. Tasha's toolbox and strategy kit includes 30 tools for creative and strategic content on Instagram, including my best tips, strategies, practices, all for growing on Instagram download the freebie at soulstudio slash toolbox, or I've linked it in the show notes for you. Now let's get into today's episode. I have Tiffany Ellis on the show with me today, and we are going to be talking about podcasts, but also mental health. So thank you so much for joining me for today's episode, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. So please tell us a little bit about yourself, your unique spin on your own podcast, and how you kind of got to where you are today.
1: Okay. Well, so um, like you said, my name is Tiffany Ellis. And the one word that always comes to mind whenever I think about myself is leadership. I'm the eldest of like four little brothers. And so I've always kind of had that thing, right? And professionally, I'm also a leader for one of the largest companies in the nation right now. So my career has been leadership. Um, I love development and love growth, right? So kind of how I arrived at the place where we are now is basically I'm kind of a geek sometimes. And I like to listen to podcasts. I like to read lots of books. And one day I just happened to be listening to a podcast and I was telling one of my girlfriends about it. And she's like, I've never heard of this podcast. or What's a podcast? And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I start sharing that with people. And before you know it, Um, I'm sharing podcasts. We're getting together. We're talking about them almost like a book club. And I'm like, this is fun. We should make this bigger, right? And just, we decided to make it a bigger idea. And so I kind of launched a soft meeting, so to speak, and invited some women out. And we got together, listened to the podcast, talked about it. And pods and PR just became a thing. It kind of happened organically.
0: Oh, that is such an awesome story. And I feel like even with my Instagram stories, I'm constantly sharing whatever I'm listening to and also what I'm reading. And I feel like it's very much a community thing. Like I'm always looking for recommendations. Other people are looking to be put on new shows and stuff. So I can totally see where there's a need and it kind of creates like a community almost. Yes, that's exactly what
1: happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. So, of course, we have to know what are your like favorite podcasts that like every day, every time there's a new episode, you are tuning in?
1: So I love, okay, who doesn't love Oprah, right? But I love Oprah's yeah. Super Soul Conversations. Um, That's like one of the first podcasts I began listening to. I like um, Jesus and Jalof with Yvonne Orgy and um, Lovey. So they have a really funny podcast as well. Um, some of my other favorites are We Are Meaningful the homecoming podcast. Um, I like a lot of them. There's so many, it's hard to choose a favorite. So I I just, you know, I just listen to different ones. And then there's so many podcasts being created daily that I just keep my mind open and I'm willing to listen to, you know, new content as it comes out to see if I might have a new favorite.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you have this career and you're a leader in your career. And then you have this podcast and this huge community you've built around it. So how do you juggle both of the two? Like, is it hard to kind of figure out when you're in each mode? Like, how do you make the time for it?
1: (laughs) You know what? So it's funny because this has required me to be super intentional about how I spend my time. And I have to be honest with myself and say, Tiff, like, you're not doing a good job of managing time sometimes, you know, because there is this natural propensity to want to lay around and just kind of chill for a moment when you get off of work. But if you know you have other things you have to get done, you have to kind of stay on schedule. And so I'm a sucker for a calendar. Like, I keep things on my calendar and I try to stick to it as much as possible. But that also includes factoring in intentional time for myself Mm. to make sure that I don't burn out or get frustrated. Or just kind of lose the passion that I have for all the the hats I'm wearing right now, you
0: know? -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so powerful because I think a lot of people when maybe they're, you know, they have their business and it's a side hustle and then it eventually becomes their full time. They're like, how did I do everything when it was a side thing? And I think that really comes down to the power of when you have limited time, you have to be so much more intentional on what you're putting in there. Like, you're a lot less likely to just sit down and just like mindlessly watch something or mindlessly scroll TikTok or whatever it is. Like, you're like, okay, am I going to be recharging for my podcast? Am I going to be doing my podcast? Am I going to be serving my, you know, people that are in my, my business and my career and all these different things? So I love that you really pointed that out.
1: Yeah. And you know what? You could make one bad choice. And it can ruin the whole week. So like, I started my week on Sunday at the beach. It was a great decision for myself because I really wanted to go to the beach. But then I got home late and then I had to work 4.30 in the morning and it was just a domino effect, you know? So you have to be intentional every single day about how you manage your time.
0: Mm, Yes, I completely agree with that. Um, And I really want to talk about mental health and especially right now during the pandemic. I know everyone that's wherever they are in the world, they're being hit by it, but I know everyone's kind of experiencing different things. And I feel like it's really hard to manage your mental health right now because the biggest thing is there's so much unknown. What has really kept you going? What has kept you encouraged? And what are some maybe tips of advice you would give our listeners that are just like, I'm just really struggling with my mental space right now?
1: Well, so this is a multi-layered answer, right? I think for me to just feel like who I am, like I'm a girl's girl, right? Mm -hmm. So this sounds silly, but getting up, going to work, dressing up, doing my hair, my makeup, putting on clothes, it made me feel good. And I noticed when I started working from home or when we had to, you know, we were shut down, I was around in pajamas for like three weeks and you don't do your hair and then you start to feel like down. And so for me, I had to get up one day and say, I'm putting on pants today and I'm gonna put on some lipstick too and I might even comb my hair. And that started started me to feeling like myself and then I had to stop watching the news. And, And it's difficult because you want to see what's going on because you want to remain in the know. But at a point, the news, social media, all of these different outlets, it will significantly impact the way you feel. And science has proven that people are more depressed when you consume more content from social media or TV. So limiting your TV and social media time, putting on clothes. I like to go outside. Because sunshine is also scientifically proven to increase your serotonin, which is your happy hormone, right? So it is not uncommon for me to like get up after working for like two hours and walk into my driveway and just feel the sun on my face and feel the mm-hmm. sun on my skin and actually look at the trees and the flowers. And it sounds cheesy, but like 15 minutes of sunshine will do wonders for you.
0: Hmm. I completely agree. And I think especially when you're working from home, it's so easy to literally be at home all day. Yes. And I know with my partner, you know, he was like working at home. And I was like, you're wearing the same color shade <laughs> and the same sweatbands <laughs> and the same hoodie. Like, we need to put some color. We need to yes. like zhuzh it up. And he's like, but I'm comfortable. Yeah. But he's like, it really did make me feel a lot better about myself. And it's such a small thing. Like you can still be comfortable, but also really be intentional about like, I'm going to work, then I'm changing and maybe going for a walk and That's you know, right. making kind of your own routines. So they're different, but also the same from what you used to do.
1: Yeah. And you have to have structure around it. So the natural thing that happens when you're starting to work from home a lot or be in the house all the time is there's no disconnect. Like, you know, when you go into the office, you drive in and then you work and you disconnect and you come home well when your work is at home now everything's at home and so when you wake up in the morning you're going straight to the computer or straight to your phone and you're in your office or on your laptop until 11 at night it's the last Mm -hmm. thing you look at and it's the first thing you see and that's not good for your mental health so you have to create structure tell yourself you know what I'm going to work eight to five like I am working in the office Mm -hmm. and at five o'clock we shut it down. And now it's time for me to focus on me. And um, one of the biggest tips too, is just being aware of the fact that you're feeling away whatever that is, because we have been conditioned as people, I think, to just kind of keep going and chug along and, and ignore how we feel. And you have to pay attention to your body and to your emotions and to your feelings. So just being intentional.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think especially a lot of the black women that by me listening is especially during June. I mean, June was like the heaviest month. And that was a whole other level of things. And I just realized, I was like, I'm not sleeping. I'm like holding so much stress in my body, like all of these different things. And I feel like that's still, you know, taking effect right now. Like there's still a lot of people taking action and using their voice and being in good ways. But especially for Black women, do you have any advice on kind of what's helped you through, especially June and kind of moving forward? So,
1: you know, when it comes to us, I will just say that, the first thing I had to realize is it's not my responsibility to fix everything. Because I I find myself in my business, in my jobs, at home, with my kids, with my husband, we just naturally assume the role of being the fixer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even when people started asking questions, like, and it was all well-intentioned. So after, you know, all of the different things that happened, I started to receive requests, my friends did as well, like, we want to do better. How do we do it from other people outside of our culture? And it's this now responsibility on us to try to fix that problem too. And you want to do it because you want things to get better. But it's like, we have to understand our capacity, what we can hold. And as much as you might care about a thing when you don't have capacity for it, you have to be okay with pulling away. We have to be okay with being vulnerable. And we have to find places that allow us to be vulnerable. Because I, I believe I've had to be tough. And I know many women who've had to be tough for so much of their life, that we're just naturally guarded. And especially now with everything that's happening, if you have a black son, or if you have a black husband or a black brother, you're really on edge right now, because you're worried about what's just what's taking place in the world. And so I think Just allowing yourself to be vulnerable and saying, like, that hurts, or I don't like how this feels, or I want things to be better. Like Having those spaces where you can just be authentically who you are right now, that matters so much, so much.
0: Yeah, I think it all goes back to just being intentional and giving back what you can, having those conversations, but also knowing when you have to step back and be like, honestly, right now my cup is on empty and I can't give back, I can't talk about this. But maybe there's some really awesome resources or maybe there's someone that I know is really fired up right now and can talk to you about it. But I think that's definitely something I had to come to the realization of is like I was showing up as much as I could, but then I was like, actually, I need to step back and really recharge. And it's important to really honor both of those types of energy.
1: Yeah, I'm honoring my feelings more. And, you know, like I said, it's a difficult space to be in because I'm naturally empath, So I feel what's happening around me, Right. And I'm sympathetic to the people who have suffered losses. I find myself sometimes like just, I can't let it leave me. I can't release it. And I've had to intentionally say, you have to release these things. Like you can't hold on to them because that's not something you control, right? But what I can do is educate myself a little more. And what I can do is educate my community a little more. And what I can do is actively engage in friendships with people or build relationships with people outside of my social circle and be that change, right? So be a change agent while still honoring my feelings. I always go back to that. Honor your feelings and honor your emotions. And when things don't feel good, pull back for a second. Be okay doing that now because before we wouldn't do that. We just kept going and powering through. And now we have to be intentional about stopping
0: definitely. And I think it goes back to kind of what's been painted in just like our society of just having to be like a strong black woman. And I think that really goes back to minority mental health month, which is happening right now in July. Um, So do you want to kind of cover like, why is minority mental health so important and kind of what are those obstacles that we face? How can we really create change in that space? So there aren't all these stigmas and that it really is a space where people can actually, Get the help and feel okay getting the help they need, and not having to put on that strong hat all the time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so the first thing that is that's important to really consider is the fact that for a long time mental health just wasn't a conversation in our community, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I've heard many women say when they started going to therapy, their moms would say, "Don't go in there telling her all of our business." And it's like, well, that's kind of the point to talk about my business so I can get through it from a a medical standpoint, you know, you have, I think it's what, 13% of African-Americans who are not insured, which is, is, it's significantly decreased since they've had the Affordable Care Act. But bigger than that, you have 58% of like um, 18 to 25 who have reported having a significant mental health issue that's not been treated, right? And this is for African-American people. For ages 26 to 45, you have, 50% 50% of us who have significant mental health issues that are not being treated. So that's just like the crux of it. Then when you talk about actually finding help or, or talking, speaking with a the therapist, the hurdles, because some insurance, if you have insurance, it may not cover the um, visits with your therapist, or if it does cover it, your EAP it is only six visits. And if you find a clinician You have to find one who's culturally competent as well as competent in what you're looking to heal from. And so it's just, it's so complex and there's so many layers to it. But what I love is that we're starting to talk about it now, right? So where it once would have been like a, Oh, she's crazy. She talks to a therapist kind of thing. Now it's like a, and my therapist said this and it's embraced and it's accepted and people like don't look at you away now because you're talking to someone for whatever issues you're suffering from. Mm-hmm. So um I hate that we have suffered for so long without getting the help that we need. But what I love happening right now, I love to see happening is we have so many companies who are changing their policies like EAPs. Now they're allowing you to see therapists per diagnosis versus mm-hmm. just being six visits. Um, you see a lot of organizations sponsoring visits with a clinician if you need to talk to a therapist. Um, and then you have groups like the one I have where I work with a licensed therapist. She has her own book of clients, but on my calls, she's there every single time we have an event because it's important to me for our community to see therapy look different mm-hmm. and for it to be normalized and for people to not have a fear or a stigma or continue the mistrust for the medical system that has been existent in our community for so long.
0: Mm, Yeah, there's there really is so much to uncover there even thinking of just like our relationships with our parents and kind of their thoughts on it. And I think it really comes down to not thinking of therapy as something that has to fix us or fix a problem. But it's like going to your doctor every year. You have to do it to stay healthy. So I I agree. I think there's a lot of strides forward that are really good. But I know it's also something that a a lot of people struggle with. And I think especially as entrepreneurs, we need to have therapy because there are so many things in our mind. Like, how do we think we can manage it all ourselves? But I even know I've been guilty of having negative experiences And it's just because it wasn't a good fit. And I mean, it's just like dating or anything else. Like there's just going to be experiences that aren't the best. And it's held me back from going back and getting the care I need. So anyone's in my shoe where they're like, I know I need it, but I'm struggling to go back honestly, or, or find it or take that first step. Like what has really been maybe some steps that you've taken to find a therapist that works for you or how you'd advise someone else?
1: So there are so many different websites. Um, There are therapyforblackgirls.com. There's Open Path Collective. There's Mm therapyforlatinxwomen.com. There are a lot of different websites. So if you know, for instance, and it's not, you don't have to feel bad. Like if you're a a Hispanic woman and you want a Latin therapist, that's okay. If you're a black woman and you want a black therapist, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But you start there. And when you look at their specialty and you see What do they specialize in? Because that might not be a good fit for you based on what their specialty is. And then from there, um, you know, like Shantae always tells us, and that's my friend, the homegirl therapist, it's like dating. So you might have to go through two or three, try them, go through your visits and see, is this a good fit for me personally? Because they could be a great therapist, but based on your needs, they may not be able to speak to what you need specifically. And the goal is to find someone that you're compatible with so that you're willing to listen. You want to come back. And you commit to doing the work. So that's a great place to start. Um, there are also like apps like Talk Therapy, I think it's called, or several others. And I can send them to you after the podcast for sure. But there are apps on your phone that you can download. And when you download the app, you can speak to a therapist and they can do text, they can do phone call or video call. So it's, it's a trial and error process. But think of it very much like dating, right? Mm. And if you think about like dating, you're trying to find somebody you're compatible with to build this relationship, to grow together. It's the same thing for therapy.
0: Exactly. And you have to put in the work. You can't just expect that you're going to book the call. You're going to get there and, like, wow, I'm magically fixed. Like, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to really challenge all of those beliefs and those struggles that you're facing head on. And that's really how you're going to see the results. So, yeah, we'll definitely leave a lot of resources in the show notes. So, if people just want to check it out, even if it's just text, call, in person. But I think that there's nothing wrong with getting some help. And I think that everyone really needs it and it's just to maintain our mental health.
1: That's right. And I'm going to say this too, don't be afraid of doing the hard work because it's become popular now to go to therapy. So everyone's going, but when you go to therapy, you get homework. So you have to do your homework and you have to commit to the process because that's where the the sticky stuff is going to start to become uncovered and it might make you want to run. But if you run, you're running from your own healing because I don't know who said this, but the quote was phenomenal. And it's no matter where you go, there you are. And so mm-hmm. stop running from yourself. Be willing to do the work, and you'll see tremendous improvement in your overall mental and emotional well being and just your
0: overall health. Definitely. And kind of going back to the current situation of the pandemic and everything, it's really hard to actually have connection with other people besides the people that you're quarantined with or you're stuck (laughs) with or whatever you want to call it. Um, And I know you've talked a lot about kind of the power of having community and your girls to really fall back on, even when you have your family and all these other things that you're juggling. So how do you really carve out intentional time with your friends? Because I know I'm guilty of like, whether I just don't with my partner or with my business or just like, alone with myself, like, how do I actually be intentional about those friendships? Cause it's so important.
1: Well, so I, I believe now more than ever, you really have to be intentional about your friendships, mm, right? Absolutely. Um, something that my girlfriends and I did, which was the coolest thing, was we started a group chat amongst us. And we all happen to have iPhones. So it allows you to do like a group FaceTime. Mm. And so like we have our calendar set. You on know, Wednesdays, we'll hop on and we'll have like a group FaceTime call. Um, so we've also done like virtual happy hours where like That's we'll funny. fix our drinks. And we'll pull up to the computer and we'll cook some food and we'll talk. Um, But you have to not cancel because it's going to be easy to cancel, right? When you're sitting in the house, you're working, you're tired, you want to just unwind, you've been in front of the computer. It's easy to shut it down and go about your life. But just like your own personal development, like, you know how it worked when they have those like continuing education courses and same exact concept. You have to carve out time for it. Everything in life requires intentionality. Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to be intentional because people can see when you're putting in the effort to really grow a good friendship. And if you set the stage, more often than not, people will follow suit, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to set the stage sometimes. And so don't worry about the whole responsibility bias thing. Just jump in, call your girlfriend, start the chat, or maybe even delegate. One week I do it, the next week you do it. The next week this person does it. And just be intentional about remaining connected during the Mm pandemic.
0: Mm, I love those tips. And it's really about just putting everything into your schedule and carving out time for it. I think it's so important. And I think also with the pandemic, it's made a lot of people realize what maybe isn't essential and maybe what you're pouring energy into that just isn't serving you anymore. I think that you can still really care for friends and have, you know, a good caring relationship and want the best for them, but realize actually this relationship maybe isn't serving either of us well anymore because we've just grown and evolved. And I know that's something I've been kind of sitting with right now because yeah, you're, you're kind of, you have to be a lot more intentional with actually spending the time with those people. So I think it's also something to give yourself grace with like, it's okay if things are shifting and changing right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I will tell you that a lot of people have come out of the first wave of the pandemic really with like an enlightened perspective on a bunch of different things, Um, even when it comes to just quality of life, like what really matters. I bought a bike for the first time in my life as an adult and my husband and I ride 10 miles now and it's like a thing for us that we do regularly that we never would have considered before, but that time together. It just means so much because when we're caring for our health, like physical health and our like mental and emotional health. And we're, we're connecting as we're doing this and we're building that relationship, you know, around other things. So yeah, I agree.
0: And speaking of your husband, I know that, you know, being quarantined with your loved ones, it can be hard to not get into your own routines where you're not making things special. So I was curious if there's anything besides the bike riding. I love that. But what has really helped keep things, you know, just like fresh? And I think it really comes down to being intentional there. So you want to talk a little on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, so like, the thing is, you have to allocate time for like, we have a 13 year old son. So there's time for the family. And then there's time for us. And you have to be super intentional about that. Um, where you might get up and dress up for work and then come home looking all cute. Now you have on your, you know, pajamas and your is in a ponytail <laughs> or whatever. But I mean, like I said, don't be afraid to still dress up once a week or twice a week. If one of you happens to work, you know, my husband works for Amazon also. So he, uh, we're, we're on the front line. We're considered essential. And he'll be gone for 13 hours a day. It's not uncommon for me to have dinner cook when he gets home and you know, fix a drink and we'll sit down and intentionally eat across from one another. It's just put yourself in the mind of dating mm-hmm. and try to keep that perspective, like I'm dating this person. And if you both happen to be in the house together all the time, spend some time apart. Because as much as you love the person, the reality is that absence makes the heart grow fonder So yes. Go, you know, go to the grocery store if you have to or go for a walk or just spend some time apart or let that person be in a room and watch their favorite show and mm-hmm. you kind of give them a break because you need to spend, spend time apart just as much as you need to spend time together.
0: Mm, Yes. I love those tips of really just making, I think even just entrepreneurs in general, I've gotten questions where it's like, how do you find the balance and how do you make time for your loved ones? And how do you feel like you're not working too much and all these different types of things. But I think just making everything special. I know one of our favorite things that we've done during quarantine is we like kind of made our apartment a club. Like we were like playing music. I brought out, out like a disco ball. We had sangria. Like we thought we were having the best time ever, but it was like just such a special, like simple thing that we probably wouldn't have done if, it wasn't for quarantine, but it's just little things to just keep the spirits alive for sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I have to say this too, set a bedtime, like a time to stop working because I work. I run two businesses, right? So I'm running my side business and I'm working full time. And I was in the room until like two in the morning, three in the morning, like on my side business. And so my husband had to say, you have to come to bed because he likes to, you know, snuggle up and yeah. talk before we fall asleep. And so I had to say by 11 o'clock, I'm out of the office. Whatever's not done, it gets done tomorrow. And that's how I manage the full-time and the part-time, you know, the entre- my, my side business in my relationship. So, yeah
0: definitely I think it comes down to expectations and what is really important for you I know for us like eating together and like going by together is really important for us but everything else like if we want to work out at different times if we're kind of working or doing other things in between I think it's really important to have those differentiations but to kind of end off our time together I want to kind of talk about you know we're listening well people are listening to a podcast we're recording a podcast and you love podcasts I do too (laughs) um what makes a great podcast, whether it's for people that are wanting to start a podcast, be on some podcast. like what do you think makes a really good episode?
1: I love personality. So I, you know, I like to hear the inflections and the voice and the tone change. I don't like people who just kind of monotone the whole time when they speak because it's difficult to keep engagement. Keep it really structured in terms of getting to your point, right? So sometimes people will ramble about a lot of things that have nothing to do with what you're listening for. If you're going to ramble, like I know there are some podcasts who like to talk about pop culture things in the beginning and then get into it. Um, I don't, as a person who consumes podcasts, I don't like to hear like 15 minutes of that before I get to the content. So understand your target audience. And if they're coming for the content and not so much the small talk, then maybe it's more of the content. And on the back end, you can say, now let's talk about what's happening in the world and then get into that, you know? And then I think just keep a fresh perspective, right? Because the thing about podcasting for me that I thought was kind of difficult is once you put it out there, it's kind of like out there forever. And so a lot of times people are afraid to evolve. Because Mm -hmm. they don't want to seem like they're kind of flip-flopping and going back and forth. But the beauty of life is that today you can have an opinion on something and tomorrow your opinion can change. And I want to see that growth in in the person I'm listening to. I want to hear you say, you know, I used to think this, but, you know, now I just feel different about it. And this is what I think and here's why. Because now I feel connected to your journey because I can see you growing through situations and you're allowing me to be a part of that process with you.
0: So. Mm, I love all those things about podcasts too. I completely agree, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be excited to listen to your podcast <laughs> to learn about some more. So, do you want to let people know where they can connect with you and where they can listen to your show? Absolutely. So, I'm on all major
1: platforms, and I am. Um, my podcast is called Hey Purpose Pause and PR, and that's because, quite frankly, I'm just chronicling my journey through my purpose on this earth. And then on social media, I'm at Pause. Pods underscore A-N-D underscore P-R. So pods and P-R. My website is www.podsandpr.com. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Even on YouTube and um, Facebook, it's pods and P-R everywhere.
0: Awesome. We'll definitely include that in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time today, Tiffany. Thank
1: you for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you so much to today's expert guest for joining us. If you want to connect with today's guests or check out any of the important links mentioned in the show, I've linked the details in today's show notes. Join the conversation at hashtag the ShineOnlinePodcast be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating if you love what you've heard today. We really appreciate it and it helps support our show. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. I'll see you next time.